0: And we'll move on to our third speaker of the night, Associate Professor Gary Heim, who completed his PhD at the University of Adelaide before working as a research scientist at Stanford University and the Peter McCallum Cancer Institute. He's currently Associate Professor in the Department of Anatomy and Neuroscience at the University of Melbourne, where his work is focused on understanding the genetic regulation of stem cells in development and disease. Gary. Hi everyone. So I wanted today to talk about a dead French guy, but I was told I needed to talk about blood. It was a theme of blood. So we're going to have to start with something else apart from dead French guys. I want to start with a fish called the Antarctic ice fish, which probably no one's heard of in this room. Somebody has? No? Okay. Um, The thing about the Antarctic ice fish, also known as the crocodile ice fish or the white-blooded fish, it's the only known vertebrate with no red blood cells. Now, that's really weird. And you might think, well, how can this thing survive? Well, it turns out that the really cold waters of the southern Antarctic have the ability to dissolve much higher levels of oxygen, and basically oxygen oxygen can just diffuse into their tissues. These fish aren't great, though. They're not going to win any fish Olympics. But they survive. (laughs) And we know they evolved from fish that did have red blood cells because, and here's a phrase I stole from someone um, called Sean Carroll, fossilised in their... The DNA of their genome, we can see the traces of ancient hemoglobins. Okay, so this is my really bad segue into evolution. Okay, so um, Scott Gilbert, uh, Scott Gilbert, Sean Carroll uh, was a few years ago voted by his peers as the man who Charles Darwin, if we could suddenly teleport him to today, would most like to sit down and have dinner with. And Sean is really um, involved in a field called Evo-Devo or evolutionary developmental biology. And it's a field involved with how is it that we develop as organisms and how, we, how has our development evolved. And this goes to our dead French guy. And it's a guy named Etienne Geoffroy saint hilaire I'm going to say that one more time because I'm told that chicks dig French. Etienne Geoffroy saint hilaire Okay? So Geoffroy to his mates. Now, Geoffroy was born in 1772 in a provincial France, eventually went to Paris studied law, and then took degrees in medicine and science just because he could. Um, But in the early 1800s, he was involved in starting up a field of um, comparative embryology, so looking at embryos of animals and comparing them. And he made this rather interesting discovery. And it relates to where is your heart where is your spine. So I want everyone to find their heart and find their spine. Now, if you can't find either, Take note of the High Court because there's probably a federal seat that's in Parliament. It's about to open up fairly soon. But, um, so, <laughs> now, the thing about our heart and our spine is our spine is dorsal and our heart is ventral. For those who don't know about dorsal, think about sharks, have a dorsal fin, okay? So it's on their back. Now, if you compare a vertebrate like us to an invertebrate, so an insect or a crab, That's the other way around. They don't have a spine, but inside our spine is a nerve cord. And they have a ventral nerve cord, runs down their their belly. And their heart is basically dorsal. So their their dorsal-ventral axis has inverted during evolution. And Geoffroy was the first to understand this. And Geoffroy had this concept that all animal forms were related. He, He called it unity of design, Now, that does not mean he believed in evolution, and we're talking early 1800s, and in fact he died in 1844, which is is 15 years before 1859, when Charles Darwin published On the Origin of the Species and rocked the Victorian society to its core. But as I said, Geoffroy had this idea that all animal forms were related. And he came across this by studying different sorts of embryos. Uh, corresponding with his friends. And he had, particular a friend in England called um, Robert Charles... What's Robert's name? Um, Can't find him. I've I've lost him on my page. But anyway, um, this friend of his in England also um, took on some of these ideas and began some experiments and got a young student to work with him on these ideas, and that young student was called Charles Darwin. And, of course, Charles went on to much greater things. Now, getting back to Geoffroy... He was an interesting character because, I said, he studied law and science and medicine. Um, Just before the French Revolution, he gained a uh, professorship at the Museum of Natural History in Paris. And then, during the outbreak of the Reign of Terror and the French Revolution, he actually um, saved a number of his colleagues and his students from the guillotine. Um, He then went off with Napoleon on his expeditionary uh, force that went to Egypt, and he looted and pillaged... Uh, just like a good imperialist would. And in many ways, he was probably a sort of an Indiana Jones a couple of hundred years ahead of his time. Now, Geoffroy is most famous for a series of public debates he had with another giant of science at the time, a guy called Georges Cuvier. And Cuvier was a world-renowned anatomist. He invented the field of vertebrate paleontology. He came up with the idea of species extinction. Of course, everybody believed back then that... um, you know, God had created all species and they were going to be present evermore. more. But um, QVA realised that species had come and gone during the um, evolution of life on Earth. And he really did not believe that species were related to one another. He thought everything was very individual. So he and um, Geoffroy had this great public argument. And it's something we don't see so much of these days, this idea of these great public debates. And their debate lasted a series of eight debates over about four months um, where well they argued back and forth, mainly about what was the similarities and what were the differences between a duck and a squid. So you can imagine, duck, squid, duck, squid. Are they the same? Are they different? And, um, you know, squid, duck, whack, 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 whack. <laughs> and it turns out that Cuvier won the debate and said there are more differences than there are similarities. It's probably simply that he was a, uh, a better orator. Um, in any case, Geoffroy... Um, Um, influenced many other scientists through his work. And it's not only scientists. In fact, he had a profound influence on a number of French writers at the time. Uh, Balzac um, dedicated his most famous novel um, to Geoffroy. And what really fascinates me, and I've been able to find no evidence as to whether Franz Kafka ever met um, Geoffroy, but for those who've read The Metamorphosis by Kafka, the main protagonist gradually believes that he's turning into a cockroach. And as he becomes a cockroach, he lies on his back and walks around on his back with a correct, of course, dorsal-ventral axis, Um, which just makes me wonder where he came from uh, in terms of his relationship with um, Geoffroy. So Geoffroy is one of these people that nobody really knows of. He obviously had an impact on the career of a young Charles Darwin. He had an impact on many other scientists and writers. And I think he's someone who should be celebrated um, and I wanted to finish by saying that the two people who come before me are young and I'm old. And there seems to be a certain depression about science and uh, where it's going. And I guess I wanted to give some hope to all the young scientists out there and just say that there are many ways to one's goal. And me and many of my colleagues of a similar age, if you talk to us how we got to where we are in our careers, they're nearly always really tortured paths. And we went here and there and worked in some other place and we never got our first choice and it turns out that second choice was ended up being better than our first choice in many cases and i just wanted to say science is, is a really wonderful and interesting field and it's something you can dedicate yourself to and sometimes you do have to sort of squeeze your way through the wormholes to navigate funding and careers but still you can always get there and it's a it's a great job a great career so thank you very much yeah. Yeah.